Hello, I'm Paul Kitkat. And I'm Chalice Croke. This is the next podcast in our series, 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know. We're recording these in our home studios, so we are socially distant, but mentally present. Uh, please excuse any stray noises you might hear, given the setup that we're using, or any oddness in the sound quality. Okay, enjoy the podcast. Hello, Chalice. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. So, what have you got in store for us today? I thought we should talk about listening. And I, my headline here is listening involves thinking. Hmm. This is an interesting topic. Yes. So I'm is. going to do lots of listening. Good. Well, I want to. I'm going to tell a little story here. Um, many years ago, we had a client called Zurich Municipal, and Zurich Municipal was born from uh, originally the company had been called municipal mutual they were an insurance company and they they only did insurance for people in public service okay yeah so in the public sector which is a really wide group of people so it ranges all the way from doctors through you know nurses teachers lollipop ladies firemen people who work in the local town hall all all of those kind of people right right and this company, Munich Municipal, had got, had got itself into a terrible debt. They were £7 million in the red, and Zurich Municipal bought them, and they installed a new man at the top, whose name was John Balding, and he was a lovely man. He was our client. Mm-hmm. He appointed us um, very shortly after they took over, which was great. And we worked with him, and in the first year, he turned the company around from a £7 million loss to a £1 million profit. Okay. Which was great, and we, and he he gave us full credit for having uh, participated in that. And one of the things that we did was we made him a TV ad. Okay. They hadn't done that before, mm-hmm. um, and the TV ad used the song, "You don't drive a big fast car, you don't look like a movie star, but baby, you've got what it takes." That song. Do you yeah, know the song? I know that song. This is a theme in all our podcasts: the importance of pop music, right? That song, Baby, You've Got What It Takes. The creative who came up with that that idea was somebody called Lynn, Lynn Crooks. And she had the thought that the people who work in the public sector, they don't do glamorous, glamorous jobs. I mean, maybe the doctors, but most of them, they're not glam. But we found out during lockdown that they're really important. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she, she came... This was way before lockdown. So she, she thought this song kind of embodies these people. It's not a glamorous job, but you've got what it takes. So it did what a good ad can sometimes do, which is flatter the audience. Yeah. And she then had this idea of filming these people in their jobs, doing their work, maybe doing a little dance or a kind of sing-along to the song and cut it all together and, it you know, pay off Zurich Municipal. We've got, you've got what it takes and we've got something for you. Or I don't remember what the end line was, but anyway... It was a great ad. It was really good. It was quite cheap to make, as you might imagine. Yeah. And it went out on air, and it got a huge response. Yeah. At the end of the year, we went down to, I think it was Bournemouth or somewhere like that, where they had their office. Yeah. And we had had this great big meeting. We were there. The agency was out in force. The other agencies, the media people who, you know, everyone else, plus the client and all their marketers, I remember being in this very big room, and John Balding chaired the meeting and he was 
he was a very modest man. He's, as I said, very lovely client. And he, but he was very pleased with the results that he was announcing. Yeah. And uh, we we kind of went through the usual agenda that you do in these sorts of meetings. And then we came to the talk to the, about the TV ad, and he said, you know, it's got these results. It's been great. The call center's been really busy. Um, we've done a lot of business off the back of it. Blah blah. Right. And that's contributed to the turnaround in the business. Thank you very much, agency. And then he said, I would really like to run this ad uh, in some other time spots. And the client services director and the head of media from our agency kind of looked at him and said, OK, when? Mm -hmm. And he said, I'd really like to run it in the middle of the news at 10. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> OK. OK. And he, they said, hmm. Okay, that's going to be really expensive because mm. you know we've been buying daytime slots, which are cheap, mm. and distress spots and everything mm. else. This is going to cost you a fortune. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, I know it's going to be expensive. Please tell me how much." But I really want to do it. Mm. And then they kind of and they kind of put their heads together. A little kind of conversation going on between the two of them, and then they turned around again and said to him, "But John, your call center isn't open." at mm. that time of night mm. so you won't get the response and he mm. said well you know we've got an answer phone they can <laughs> record it and you know like you do mm -hmm. in in the days when there were call centers that closed at night yeah and they and they put their heads together and, blah, 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 blah. and then they turned around and said to him, but we know that when we leave people leave messages they the response falls right away it's not worth it this is going to, the cost per response is going to be terrible mm because it's a really expensive time, there'll be almost no one calling, and those that do call will be on the answer phone, and it won't work. Yeah. And he said, I, yeah, I understand all of that, but I really want to run the ad during the news at 10. And they, and they just look completely flummoxed. Mm. And at that point, my colleague, uh, Jack Hansel, who was the, at that point, I think the managing director, I don't chairman whatever he turned to me and he said paul let's can we just have a i think you and i need to have a chat i hadn't said anything at this point he said i think we need to have a chat can we just have a time out john can we just take five mm. and so john bolding said yeah sure go away you know everyone have a cup of tea do what you do this was in the days before mobile phones so nobody went off and made phone calls they all went out the room and what have you and jack said to me get the two of them in here get the client says director and the media woman in here and you and me and them we're going to talk so he we went into a side room and he said to them you're not listening to the client and they said yeah we are we're listening he's saying he wants to run it in the user 10 it's a really bad idea and he said you're not listening to the client you're raising loads of objections to what he wants but you're not listening to him and they look really sheepish and said what are we missing and he said think about it and they said, think about what? And he said, what has John managed to do in one year? And they said, yeah, he's turned the company around. They're in profit. Mm. Right. And he said, that's down to him, isn't it? And they said, yeah, it's down to him. You know, we help, but it's down to him. It's, it's his, to his credit. And he said, Jack said to them, so think about it. What, what does he do? What's his job? And they said, well, you know, he runs an insurance company. And he said, right, he runs an insurance company. Not glamorous. Mm. he's never going to be famous mm. right but he's done something amazing he's done something brilliant yeah. and they said yeah it's true 
And he said, so why does he want to run the ad in the news at 10? And they said, we don't know. And he said, who's watching? And they said, well, everyone. And he said, right, everyone, all his friends, his family, the people who, his peers, his colleagues, not the target audience who may or may not be watching, but it's it's the highest audience figure that he can possibly get. All his friends are going to see his ad. And they said, oh. And the light was beginning to go on. Mm. And he said, he's proud of that ad, and we should be too. Mm. And he's proud of what he's done, and we should be proud of him. Mm. So go back into the room, and next, and he's going to say to you, can I have the ad on in the news at 10? What are you going to say? And they said, we're going to say yes. And he said, yeah, great, and then make it happen. And we went back into the room, and John Baldy was sitting, he's a very patient man, and he just said, Okay, can we go back to the topic in hand? I'd really like to run that ad in the news at 10. They said, yep, we'll make it happen. We'll tell you how much it's going to be. It'll be on air whenever. And we'll make the booking now. And he said, thank you. Brilliant. So really, really happy man. A very happy client. A very um, costly air slot, I'm sure. Yep. We all know how um, expensive that slot is. Right. But he'd made a million pounds of profit. Why shouldn't he spend some of it mm. on a very small fanfare on his trumpet? Yeah. So there's a good example of listening. Listening involving thinking. Yeah, really mm. think about, you know, we all, we're very quick to come up with answers yeah. when clients ask questions. And we pride ourselves on being able to do that fast, you know. Mm. Um I think we've got a podcast later on the subject of making shit up in the meeting. Um, but, you know, you don't do it. If you're really good, you listen and you think, why, not just what's the answer to that question, but why is he asking or she asking that question? What's behind the question? Mm. What's really going on here? Because it's never what it appears to be. Mm. Well, not never, but often it's not. And we know about politics of the office and we know about... You know, one of the things I used to say to people as well was our job, what's our job? Is it to make great marketing communications, make great ads? No. Our job is to make the client rich and famous. Mm. That's our job. Cool. And they'd be like, yeah, but someone like John Balding, he doesn't care about being rich and famous. All right. He does a little bit and so help him. Be nice to him. Give him what he wants. So the moral of this podcast is... When you're listening to someone, think about what they're saying. Think about the question they're asking, but also think about the one that they're not quite managing to ask. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Thanks for that insight, Paul. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you. 168 Things We've Learned About Creative Marketing and We Think You'll Find Useful to Know is a series of podcasts created by Paul Kitkat and Chalice Croak. Production was by William Kitkat, who also wrote the theme music. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe. See you soon. Bye.